0: Thank you for listening today on podcast with Pastor Larry. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Feel free to check us out at PodcastWithPastorLarry.com. In just a moment, Pastor Larry will be teaching us a constant truth from God's Word to help us in this always-changing world. You can always find more teaching with Pastor Larry at Freedom Ministries through our Facebook page at Freedom in Virginia or on our YouTube channel at Freedom Church 4, that's the number 4, others. That would be Freedom Church for others. Now, let's get to learning the Bible to live the Bible with Pastor Larry.
1: Hey, this is Pastor Larry. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, It is March the 31st. Tomorrow is going to be April 1st. I hope that you're doing well today. Thanks for joining me if you're on Facebook Live or if you're listening in on the podcast at podcastwithpastorlarry.com. Awesome. Great to have you today. Hope you've been following along. Hope you've been um, really investing in yourself spiritually and helping yourself grow. You know, we've been talking about the seven stages of growth towards intimacy with God. While you're kind of getting settled, um, if you're on the Facebook um, live with me, go ahead and hit the like button. Yes, I'm asking you to hit that button and share. And don't forget, you can comment along the way, the entire way. And we'd love to hear from you. Love to hear what's going on in your life. Anything that you'd like for us to pray about, I sure will. You can send that to me um, uh, on Facebook. Or if you're on the podcast and you're listening in, you can always reach out to us through our website at uh, PastorLarry.org or FreedomBaptistChurch.org. Either one of those will get you to the same place, and you can always private message me there. Would love to hear from you. Hope that you're doing great. Let's get right into the study today. We have been learning, and the whole subject matter of this entire study together with you and others is growing a deeper faith and a closer relationship with God. And right now we're in the middle of seven stages. Of growth towards intimacy with God. Yes, there are some stages, stages and levels of maturity and where we kind of start and where we want to grow to and grow through and, and mature in. And one of the first things that we talked about is the stage of unbelief. We've spent a lot of time on that, and this is where everyone starts, but it's not where we want to end We'd like for everyone to know Christ and to come into an intimate and personal relationship with him, with God. After all, Jesus said that he's not willing that any should perish, but that all would come to everlasting life. So I trust and pray that this is not where you are. And if you are there, it's okay. You don't have to stay there you can give your heart and life to Jesus. Yes, you can know absolutely nothing about the Bible, but it's what you believe and trust in. See, Jesus said, and the Word of God tells us that that with the mouth confession is made, and with the heart we believe unto righteousness. What does all of that mean? Well, Paul said, if you will believe, you can receive Christ. You know, there was a question that was proposed to the Apostle Paul, what must I do to be saved? In other words, what must I do to to earn or receive? Well, it's not something you actually earn, because what we earn is like a wage, and the Bible tells us what we earn. For the wages, what we earn, the wages of sin is death. So we know what we earn, but how do we receive this gift? You know, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, he gave that whosoever, that means everyone, right? Anyone who believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. My friend, this is the first stage, but it's most definitely not the stage that you have to stay in. And so that brings me to the second one, which is salvation. We're thankful for that. So if you are at this stage in life, Congratulations. Welcome to the family of God. But here again, this is not where we want to stay. Although this is great that we have the assurance of salvation, that our sins have been forgiven, and that we're going to have an eternity in heaven and not apart from Jesus Christ. But there's a third stage that we talked about last time, and it's called service. Those who are saved— Should have those who profess to be a Christ follower. There should be a desire, there should be an indicative display that you want to serve your King, your Savior. Why? Out of love for Him, of course, but after all what He's done for you, it shouldn't be too hard to be motivated to serve Him out of gratitude. So I trust that if you are saved, that you are serving somehow. And yes, this means that it's not just in a building on a particular day, like a Sunday. No, we mean through our life, through the week, we're serving the Lord. Real simple. How do we put this? We serve God by serving others. And so I hope that this is where you are, but I want to dig into a whole nother area today with you. And that is the fourth stage of growth. And that is what I kinda introduced on Tuesday. And that is frustrated through inadequacy. You know, sometimes if we're gonna be honest about this, living the Christian life and in this journey, we can get frustrated. You know, as a believer If we're not living for the Lord, if we're not serving the Lord, if we're not growing in the Lord, we feel uncomfortable at church and around other believers. We feel inept, yet we know that we don't belong to the world's ideology. And so now we're kind of, as the saying is, between the rock and the hard place, we aren't comfortable anywhere, And sometimes we are basing how we live the Christian life on our own talents and abilities and our own strength instead of how God has equipped us through Jesus Christ. And as we serve the Lord uh, to the best of our ability, we can come to our place when we realize, and, and this is good when we realize that maybe our motives aren't always pure for serving God. Maybe we're doing it just because someone asked, and that's good, but maybe it's not what you are purposed for. Maybe it's not what you're passionate about. Maybe it's not how you're gifted. For instance, you love music, you love singing, and you love to sing. But if you're being honest and those around you could do it without you feeling insulted, You can't carry a tune in a bucket. In other words, your singing is, yes, it's a joyful noise, but that's kind of where it ends. Then maybe your best place of service may not be to lead the choir or lead a special as a solo or sing on a worship team. However, it does matter about your heart of it. See, Pastor Larry, I can't sing, but boy, I'll sing out inside the worship center with other people around me because they help drown me out. No one can really hear me. And I would say to you, good, keep on worshiping. However, sometimes we we can get to the place where we're frustrated because we haven't found where we fit. And the result is we're frustrated through our own inadequacies. And the frustration, if left unchecked or resolved, what does that lead to? It leads to discouragement. And I want to encourage you today. You don't have to live that way. God surely doesn't want you to live that way. How do I know? Yes, hard times and trials come. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in the journey, in your walk, in closeness to the Lord, it should be special, and it should be enjoyed. It could be because you aren't really sure. You're not really clued in or informed on how your spiritual gifts are aligned. How has God gifted you? And by the way, every person who has put their faith in Jesus Christ is spiritually gifted. Not everyone has the same gifts. That would, one, be boring and It wouldn't minister to a greater um, uh, sphere of people, but the Bible does say that we're fitly joined together, so everyone has their place in serving, yet if we do not quickly get to the truth of God's Word, we're just left frustrated, and you don't have to be there. And you may be thinking, well, I'm not sure how the church wants me to serve. Well, That may be the wrong question or thought. There are plenty places for you to serve in your community and through, yes, your local church. But you can fine-tune that to your abilities and talents that God has given you even already. And so I want you to remember this thought by yourself. So in your own effort and strength, and Moxie, if you will, by yourself, you cannot accomplish anything of eternal value. It must be spirit driven. It must come from Christ in us. But with God, and this is the thought, you can accomplish all things and produce eternal fruit. And you may be thinking, well, Pastor Larry, I'd really like to to teach, or I would really like to learn to play or play an instrument, but you haven't learned how to teach and you haven't learned how to play an instrument. You know what? You can be taught and you can use that. See, you have that desire and you're somewhat passionate about it. What are you lacking? You're lacking teaching, you're lacking instruction, and our feelings of frustration and maybe you're sensing this where you are now, are not only experienced as we serve others, we also may feel the feelings of inadequacy through our prayer life. You ever felt like your prayers just kind of hit the ceiling and bounce back down? I don't know any Christian that probably hasn't felt that way. I'm not sure if I'm getting through I'm not sure if God's listening. I'm not sure if it really matters if I pray. And sometimes we even may think, well, my prayers aren't powerful. I don't know if there's any result from them. What's happening? We're really not trusting in truth. We're trusting in how we feel. And we're what we're saying is that we aren't enough. And what we're saying is maybe. Could it be our attitudes aren't right? Our words are our, our our thoughts are ineffective. Maybe our praise is hollow and our souls are empty. You know, we got to come face to face with this, with the fact that it is possible as a believer that we are trying as hard as we can, but we're. Doing things maybe that just matter to us and please our flesh instead of doing what pleases God. Paul, the Apostle Paul, was the first to admit some stages of frustration, of inadequacy, even in his own life. And I want to share a few verses with you that the Apostle Paul identifies this thing with us about. And I love this. The Bible is so practical and gives us such great personal illustrations that we can learn so much about. Paul mentions this in Romans 7, 18 and 19. Listen to these words and check this out. Paul said, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh, so in me, in my own strength, in my own abilities, dwells no good thing. Isn't that true? Haven't you been there? He says, for the will to do what is right is present with me. I want to do it. But then he says, but how to perform what is good, I do not find. I want to do it. I just don't know how to do it. And then Paul says in Romans 7 verse 19, for the good I desire to do, I do not do. But the evil I don't want to do, that's what I end up doing. All of us have felt this and sensed this in our own life. I want to be faithful to service. I want to be faithful to church. I want to give. I want to pray more. I want to study the Bible more. I want to grow. And then the week gets busy. Things get in our life and kind of cloud out our passion out desire or overtake them. And all of a sudden we look back and realize I haven't been in prayer very much. I haven't been in the Bible very much. You know what? It's not that you didn't want to do it. It's just that you found, man, there was other things that took priority. And when you get to that place, you end up frustrating and you end up quitting. Well I can't do it. I, I just I've tried. It's not about that. It's about resting in the sufficiency of Christ in you. God loves you, my friend, and He loves any moment that He spends with you. Sometimes we mean well, and sometimes we can be even overzealous. Maybe it's not good for you yet to try to start off with an hour every day with God maybe you don't have that yet. Maybe you can build up to that. Could you start with five minutes? Five minutes is nothing. It goes by fast. And you know what you'll start to realize? It's not enough. That's the beauty of this. Man, that five minutes went by fast. Just set out a goal. This week, every day, I'm going to set my clock by. I'm going to set an alarm. Five minutes. I promise you, my friend, that bell is going to ring, that tone is going to go off, that ringer is going to go off, and five minutes is going to be over, and you're going to go and think, wow, already? Yes. And that is good, because what it is showing and proving is that you do have a desire, just like Paul, yet he found himself frustrated at times because of himself. Paul also said this in Romans 7, verses 24 and 25. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me, he says, from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with my mind, I serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. What is he saying? The good news here is that we're going to fail in our flesh. You say, that's not good news. Here's why it's good news, because you realize how much we need to abide and rest and cling to Jesus. That is the importance and value of this study together. Growth towards intimacy with God You know what your failures show? Not that you are a failure, just the areas that we are weak at and we need to grow and get strong in. You know, the good news to which we must cling when we experience this stage of spiritual growth is this, and I really want you to lean in, is that in Christ, we are adequate. Hear that today. In Christ, you are adequate. So I promise you the frustration is not coming from Jesus. He's not setting out on purpose or at all in his heart to frustrate you today or ever. See, Jesus said the word of God tells us that he has come to give us life and life more abundantly What does that mean, that there are some things that are fruitful and can abound? And actually, Jesus even said that your joy might be full. There are things that can fill you, my friend. And that's why it's so important. Romans 8.1 lets us know that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Did you hear that? Then who is condemning you? Is it Jesus? No. Could it be yourself? Yes. Could it be others? Most certainly. Could it even be your enemy, Satan himself? Absolutely. He is waging spiritual war against you, but not Jesus. He wants to give you spiritual victory. Christ is our sufficiency, and in him, We can do all things that He desires for us to accomplish. We can. But here's the thing we must continue to live and move and have our being in Christ. Did you hear that now? That means every moment, every thought, every idea, every conversation, every word, everything that we do. And this means you must on purpose, concentrate on that, and on purpose, go after this, that how I live, how I move, everything about me, I want to do in and through Christ. I want to share with you some more verses from the Word of God as we talk about the frustration that we can feel and even experience through inadequacy. Here's a great verse to encourage you today. Philippians 4.13. You may even know this one or hear this one before or have heard it. Philippians 4.13. What does it say? Paul said, I can do all things because of Christ who strengthens me. Pastor Larry, do you mean I can jump off of a building? No, there are laws of science and things that God has put in place. Gravity is going to overtake that one. You can't jump off of a building and start to fly. And it's not a good idea that you would attempt that. This isn't what that means. I can accomplish, you can accomplish everything that God wants us to because it is Christ strengthening us to do that. You may be thinking, Pastor Larry, I, I could never teach boys and girls at VBS. Who says? I could never teach adult classes in Bible. Who says? I could never be a greeter at church. I I could never serve food at a homeless center or a shelter. I'm so nervous. I hear you, but there are things you can do. And sometimes we become overwhelmed in that moment. We become, I don't know, desensitized to what God wants us because we look at our own inadequacies, right? And we try to filter what God wants through all of that. And that's just not the best view. If God wants you to do it, God will equip you to do it. See, Where God guides, you've probably heard this quote, where God guides, he provides. It is true. I'm not sure where and how God would want you to serve and what he would want you to do. But I do know he has you on mission. He does have a purpose for you. And your inadequacies are not based on anything of him he will strengthen you. So be encouraged on that fault today. There's another great, great verse that comes from Romans. It's Romans 8.1. I quoted it earlier. Paul said, there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not according to the flesh. I can't base my life based on how I feel or my own earthly thoughts. I've got to change my mind to line it with the truth of God's Word. Paul said, we don't do it based on our flesh, but according to the Spirit. It matters who you listen to. What is the loudest voice in your life? Is it you? Maybe it's others. Maybe it's even your family. And most certainly, they have a voice, and we should hear them out but not over what God is telling us, even in a church setting. No pastor who is a Christ follower and spirit-led wants the church as a whole, or I would say, even in small groups, want them to follow him in this matter. No, let's look into God's word, and let's see it together, and let's follow this together. Let's take the scriptures and guide ourselves through the holy word of God. So we take this and we take in what we're hearing and what we're listening to and we gauge it. We value it based on the truth of God's word. And when it doesn't line up, then we most certainly do not line our lives up with that. We want to stick to the truth of God's word. So, are you feeling frustrated in your walk with the Lord? You don't have to stay there. Remember, our sufficiency is of Christ, right? And that's why Paul made that statement, for in me dwelleth no good thing. I know that in my flesh dwelleth no good thing, but I live my life according to Christ in me. That's Galatians 2.20 as well. For me to live is Christ. My friend, are you living the Christ life today? I hope and trust that you are. Most certainly that is Christianity 101. For us to live is Christ. So go out there and live the Christ life. Not trusting and leaning on your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledging Christ, right acknowledging him and he, Christ will direct and guide our paths. as always, thanks for joining me today, whether on Facebook live or if you're listening in onto the podcast ministry with me at podcastwithpastorlarry.com or any of the podcast platforms that you are already currently engaged in. We're on there. You just have to look for it. And uh, I assure you, make sure you follow and subscribe to that. It's free. And when you do that, every time we go live or it's uploaded, you'll be notified. So you're always kept up to date to the teaching that we're receiving through God's word. I close with saying, God bless you. Take care. You are loved and you are prayed for.
0: Thanks for joining us today for podcast with Pastor Larry. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Connect with Pastor Larry at com to hear weekly biblical teaching. You can always find more teaching of Pastor Larry at Freedom Ministries through our Facebook page at Freedom in Virginia or on our YouTube channel at Freedom Church 4. That's the number 4 others. That would be Freedom Church 4 others. This is a listener-supported podcast. Feel free to partner with us to further our reach of the gospel to the world. If you feel led to give, please log on to PastorLarry.org. Again, thanks
1: for connecting to podcast with Pastor Larry.